Hello, hello, and welcome to the Notary Life with Kimmy podcast. I am also one of the trainers with Notary Educators, which includes myself, Kimmy Nunnally, Angela Johnson, and Alexis Franklin. We each own our own very successful notary businesses and teach notaries in all 50 states to be great and grow their own business. We will discuss general notary work, apostilles, ink fingerprinting, and the duties of a notary signing agent, and much, much more. For all of your notary needs, please visit notaryeducatorsllc.com. We hope you enjoy the show, and we wish you much success. Hello, hello. This is Kimmy with Notary Life with Kimmy, and I am here with Angela from AJ Mobile Notary Services. You want to say hey, guys? This is Angela. Hey, welcome everybody to uh, on Facebook. Also, those of you on YouTube, those on the replay, welcome, welcome. Hey, Valerie. Hey, DJS. DJS. Yes. Notary yes. I hope everybody's being safe out there today. Anybody get stuck out there and traveling? I was watching the news. <laughs> I was watching the news. Right, a lot of people are stuck. Yes. Hey, Facebook. So Angela's going to start with a story, and then we'll answer a few commonly asked questions, and then we'll get right into whatever you guys want to talk about this evening, okay? Oh, Alexis so this is just uh, at another engagement. Sorry about that. Alexis is at another engagement. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Hello, hello, everyone. Glad to see you guys here on this holiday and like Kimmy said, I hope you guys are remaining safe. So my story is just simple. It's just showing the importance of um, adding extra services to your uh, business. Uh, so I what was Thursday. I didn't really work Thursday. Was it Thursday or Friday? Friday. I didn't really do a lot of work Friday. You know, my calls were channeled uh, to another notary. Actually, I was giving them to Jeff. We were sending them to Jeff because I needed a day off because I just needed a day off. And so anyway, I had a company, I think I may have told you guys about, and maybe not. Uh, I had a company that wanted me to, uh, an apostille and send it to Germany. And I wasn't working that day, but I was getting emails saying that my account had been uh, credited for this amount that they paid me, which was amazing. Um, and I'll just tell you that my account had been credited for $450. And I'm like, I'm not even working. This is the kind of job I need. So that's the importance of just having added services to your notary business because apostille is not even a notary act in most cases or in some cases. In some cases, you may have to notarize the document, but as far as the actual apostille, that's not a notary act. And so it just helped me to see the importance of me being educated on apostilles and just really educated on all of the uh, everything about it so I can be making money while I'm sitting down doing nothing. Yeah, those additional services are very nice. That's true. Well, let's say hey to a few people. Thank you for sharing, Angela. Hey, Valerie. I said hey to DJS also. Notary Down South, Shannon B. Hey, is it Melodis? Hello. Hey, Jaylene, Sharia, Tracy, Stephanie, Tarsha, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Doc, BB, Danielle. And then let's hit um, Facebook. We have Detroit Johnson with us and also Yvette. And Yvette is my middle name. So, you know, I like that name. So, guys, we got a couple of frequently asked questions that we wanted to go over with this evening, okay? If you guys have anything you want to add, of course, go ahead and add it to the chat. 
and we are more than welcome to answer your questions and help you grow your business, okay, on Notary Mentor Mondays. So one of the questions I get frequently is, why do I give two fingerprint cards when I do my ink fingerprinting? If you don't have ink fingerprinting on your business page and don't know how to do it, don't forget the course is on sale until the end of June, $24.50. You can add that to your page. We got a summer special going because, you know, everybody on vacation, people like, I really want to grow my business, but I'm traveling. I got graduation gifts, baby shower gifts, mm -hmm. wedding gifts. So we was like, to the end of June, all courses are $24.50. But anyway, so the reason I give two cards is because most clients ask me for two. So because I found that to be the norm, even if they call me and they're, they're not sure what they need, I often just say, hey, so do you need one or two? They say, I don't know. So I just always do two. And maybe they lose mm -hmm. one. It could be any number of reasons, but I always just do two cards when I'm doing my fingerprinting. Anything after two, I charge per card. So I charge my travel fee only because your expenses for ink fingerprinting are very, very minimal. I mean, very minimal, guys. Once you buy a 50 pack of cards and some of the ink pads, you're golden. That's it. It lasts you forever. Yeah. Because you don't get ink mm -hmm. fingerprinting calls all day long. So this is my mm -hmm. theory about being a, a notary and trying to have a great notary business, guys, is you want to be able to offer additional services like Angela was just mentioning, right? So my phone doesn't ring all day for I-9. It doesn't ring all day for fingerprinting. It doesn't ring all day for any one topic any one service rather is a better way to say that but when it does ring you want to be able mm -hmm. to do it okay so that's one thing another common question that we get all the time is do you still go to the client if you could not confirm this is for my loan signing clients um i depends on the instructions from the company so people always say well i couldn't contact the person they didn't answer me i text them i called they didn't, do i still go the answer would be um, based on the instructions received from each company. Some companies will tell you go either way. Other signing companies will say, look, mm -hmm. if you don't make contact with them, don't go because we're not going to pay you a trip fee. Some of them don't even want you to print the documents until you have confirmed the appointment. So that is so company mm -hmm. um, specific. So we can't tell you what to do a blanket statement. Now, in my personal business, if I have a client and they say, hey, I'm expecting, they're expecting me to come Monday at 10 a.m. And I reach out Monday morning at 9 and I have not heard from them. And I, because I always follow up before I leave the house, because sometimes they change mm -hmm. their mind. They found somebody else to do it. They didn't want to pay the price and didn't feel like they wanted to call me back. So in that case, I do not go. Mm -hmm. If I don't make contact with that person, I don't just get in my car and drive over there. They must confirm the appointment. Some kind of way. So that's another one. Did you have any thought on either one of those, Angela? Uh, same thing here. Uh, the company that I work direct for, you know, they tell me to go to the appointment, even if I don't, if the uh, client don't respond back to me. But like you mentioned, it's just depending on what the company instructions are. I just want to go back on one thing you said about added services, about mm -hmm. I-9s. And it's just so weird to me because um, you don't get them every day, just like fingerprinting. Um, but when people do call me for I-9s, they always say uh, the majority of the time, I could not find anybody who could do this. You know, I had a gentleman call me just two days ago, Friday, and said, you know, the company is going to send you, I need your email, the company is going to send me, me, send you the information, and then I have to come to you, but I just couldn't find it, a person that could do I-9s. So that's how important adding additional services 
to your business is. And, you know, on the website right now, all the online classes, like Kim mentioned, are 2450, I9s, fingerprinting, and you'll make your money back over your money back in one visit when you do get the calls. Yeah, so you just want to be prepared. What do they say? Get Be ready so you don't have to get ready. It's nothing mm -hmm. worse than someone calling us after they've added these additional services to their page and they don't know how to do it. We get <laughs> that not, too. Yeah, you cannot fake it till you make it on these services, guys. Either mm -hmm. you know how to do it or you don't. It's just as simple as that. So don't fake it, okay? Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Somebody is asking in the chat about the fingerprinting class. So what I teach in my online fingerprinting video course is I take you, I teach you how to roll. I go over different things you need to look for as far as if somebody's missing a finger, how to process that, um, how to fill out the card. It's very important to know how to fill out that card. You cannot just willy-nilly start filling out the ink fingerprinting, I mean the fingerprinting card. People think they can, or I'll just Google it. I do have a free video on it, but if you want to be a pro about it, then I really recommend the course. And like I said, it's on sale right now for $24.50, okay? Mm -hmm. And then also another question we get is, how much errors and omission insurance do I need? So I have $25,000. I believe Angela has $25,000. Mm -hmm. And we found that that serves us well in our business. Now, if you plan to go direct, perhaps, and I do a lot of direct too, it has not stopped me from doing direct business. Mostly, I believe people like in California area out that way, they have the million dollar policies a lot. Um, if you want to get that, that's going to be a business decision. I cannot tell you what to pick for your insurance. No more than I can tell you anything else. That's your business. So if you feel more comfortable with 300000 purchase it. If you feel more comfortable with $1 million, get it. But as far as myself, I don't have to, you know, I've been able to work, like I said, for years now with 25000 and have a successful business so um sometimes we got to be careful because a lot of stuff is just gimmicky you know so do you really need it that's gonna be on what you think you need mm -hmm. let me say hey to a couple people over on facebook hey florence tammy detroit johnson i just love detroit's name because you know i'm originally from detroit so anything else you wanted to add are <laughs> hopping in this box chat box yeah hop in the question chats okay let's go so good evening everybody let's see here Let's see. 807 Jennifer Mesa. All right, let's see. 807, 807. So I talked about what you learned in the fingerprint class is how to roll, how to price, how to fill out the card correctly. The I-9 class, I teach you exactly how to fill that out. There's more than one way to fill out the I-9. So again, we go over pricing and all that. It's like you and I sitting in a room and I'm teaching you. All classes can be found in notaryeducatorsllc.com. And before I start that question, let me show y'all from last week. Uh-oh. We were talking about the arthritis ink pens, if you guys remember. So mine came in the mail. This was the one I ordered. It, it was a five-pack. Mm -hmm. so I'm going to give one to everybody on the team. And then okay. Angela has that one, which is made a little bit different. Yeah. So this one is a chunky one. They can hold it kind of like this. And the one Angela has, they can stick their finger in the middle of it. Right. So don't forget, this is something you probably want to add as you do a nursing homes and working with okay. the elderly and stuff like that. People that are ill, sometimes their grip may not be tight for a little thin ink pen. So this is called an arthritis ink pen. <laughs> and you can find that on the supply list over at Notary Educators too. Everything is there, guys. So just click the link. It mm -hmm. take you right to my Amazon store and you will see everything you can get that'll help your business. Okay. 
So 807, Jennifer says, she's in Texas. Will fingerprint benefit me in other ways? No, only thing, it's just that, fingerprint, ink fingerprinting. That's it. They will call you and sound something like, hey, I'm traveling to Jamaica, and they need me to have my uh, fingerprints taken. Or mostly your CNA, certified nursing assistants, real estate agents. It's a lot of people. We go over that in the course, too, who all needs to be fingerprinting. So that will help you with your marketing, but it's a lot of people that need it. And again, Jennifer, it's not something every day, all day people will call you, but when mm -hmm. you're following that one time or four times per month and you can make 50 plus dollars and you miss out because you don't know how to do it. Like Angela right. was saying with the I-9, most notaries do not know how to complete the I-9. They don't. Or if they do, they do it incorrectly. And then guess what? They're going to call us to go out and fix it. So mm -hmm. don't, don't fake it guys. Hey, Don, uh, Donna. So Miladis says, I would like to know when you would use the golden stickers that we use with embossers and why I've heard that we should use a stamp too when using the embosser. That is correct. So when you use the embosser, it's really just to make things look pretty. So the embosser is the crimpy thing and you put the gold seal on your document and it just makes it look pretty. So you put the gold seal, crimp it. And again, it just makes the document look pretty. You still need your ink stamp though. You still need your ink stamp because the embosser nowadays actually is not even recognized anymore. People, they don't want that on there because you can't even see it. It's so faint. But the stamp with your name and commission and all that, that's your actual notary seal. You want to add to that, Angela? That, that's, that's about it because your, your embosser does not have your notary information on it, like your date that your notary expires. So it just has your name on it in your county. So the authentic, the authority is your stamp in every case. Mm -hmm. And DJS says, um, no willy nilly. That's correct. <laughs> hey, Terry. Hey, Gwendolyn. Welcome, everybody. Hey, Sharia. So Sharia says, how much would you charge a repeat customer within the same week for a new notary signing? The same thing I charged them the first time. <laughs> Unless you want to give them like $5 off or something, but... Yeah. Usually my prices are already rock bottom. So I don't do a lot of discounting. I, I don't, I don't do a lot of repeat business discount. I just charge them the same thing really. Cause my prices are already so low. What's your thoughts on that, Angela? Same thing. Uh, unless they, unless they come back with like a voluminous amount of documents, I may give them a discount on that, you know, like an estate package. But if they come back to like, I have this repeat customer that always come to me, they buy property. Uh, and they have deeds to transfer. They got some money because something be going on. But anyway, I never give them a discount. I'm already charging charging them what I charge them, which they know is a, a, a lower, a good price. So I don't really ever give them a discount. Yeah, I don't either. I don't. Um, yeah, but if you want to as part of your business plan, again, mm -hmm. that's what I love about this. Everybody gets the right to choose how they want to run their mm -hmm. business. You might get more clients because you offer that discount, you know, so you have to see how it works in your area. I don't make it a habit, but I have given a, uh, a client a discount, not because they came the same week, just because they were my client and they're repeat client. I have said, OK, I'm going to give you five dollars off today, but not just because they came in the same week. Yeah. And another thing, too, I've heard people and Angela has even done it, too, and it has worked for her. Like if your price is too high for them. Angela said, well, I'll give you a one-time discount or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I tend not to do that, though. What I said is what I said, and either they're going to pay it or they're not. Um, I don't know why. That's just my my business plan. Um, I'm not going to keep saying, well, I'll take off $5. I'll take off 10 
Because that client usually ends up being a pain in the rear. <laughs> For real. Whenever you they want to go too cheap and you already know the value of your service, you're like, I don't want to be bothered with that. Because Kim ended up being a problem. Because mm -hmm. Kim, how many did one day we were together this week for a few hours? How many clients called me and then they was complaining complain about the price basically yeah. and didn't accept my services? Like one three of like called three. her at eight o'clock at night, guys. Angela was gonna go meet them at eight o'clock. It was way out her way, and she was gonna go do them a favor and go and meet them. And she wasn't charging them nothing because when, when she quoted the price, actually, because she's right, we were together. And when she quoted it, I said, Angela, that's all you charge. <laughs> she did. I was nice surprised. sometimes. I'm nice sometimes. I know. I was so surprised, guys. I was like, that's it. And so she was doing him a huge favor. And you guys know he had to call back on a Friday night at eight o'clock. And it was going to take her at least um, 45 minutes to get to where he was. And she wasn't even charging him, but like 40 bucks. So and I thought somebody, somebody else called. Somebody else called, remember? So, yeah. So when I have to be nice to people, they just don't like it. When I charge them, then that's when they don't complain. Yeah. If anybody want to come up and share something about your notary journey, I put the link in there. Let me know. Y'all can come up if you want to. Yeah. So don't feel bad if you if they don't like your price. I say that guys all the time. Okay. So let's keep going. Hello, everyone, and welcome. So Vidal Price Pierce says, starting from scratch, is there a license I would have to obtain to become a notary or what I just need the correct supplies and knowledge to do it to start a notary business. Yeah, Vidal, you don't want to just jump out there and start. Oh, hi, Vidal. Hi. Oh, you know, Vidal? I do know Sanderson. Oh, hey, Vidal. Welcome, welcome. So, yeah, you don't want to just jump out there. You want to get your commission from your state. Then you want to get some proper training. Then you buy your supplies because a lot of people do the reverse. They start buying supplies and they don't even have a commission yet or start taking training, they don't even know what they're signing up for. Right. So watch a few of my videos on, and um, you can check out my my book if you're in Georgia, Vidal's in Georgia. So Vidal's in Gwinnett County. So Vidal, okay. you, would go to, you would go online to the Gwinnett County Superior Court mm -hmm. and click on notary and then take the notary uh, exam and then fill out the paperwork, get you two endorsers, take it down to the clerk's office, swear in and then you'll have your credentials to be a notary mm -hmm. so you do that first and then you would you know get the training uh all your supplies after you get sworn in as a notary and even at, wait on your supplies too because sometimes you go out and people buy a round stamp when they should have bought a square they mm -hmm. go out and buy all this stuff and they don't know what to buy so i usually just say wait until you take our training and then we actually tell you what to buy you don't have to buy sometimes you buy stuff you don't need yeah so, yeah, so let's hop over to Facebook right quick. So who has the best training for Apostille, Tarsha's asking. So, Tarsha, hold on, because Angela's working on that as we speak, okay? Just that Angela's the best trainer for Apostille. Angela's going to be the best trainer for Apostille, okay? <laughs> just hold on. And I'm just going to say this, you guys. I'm very excited about this. And I think I know you guys are going to love it because I put a lot of work in it. Kim has given me a lot of suggestions. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Yes, yes, we can, we are so looking forward to it. So just hold on just a little bit longer. In the meantime, I do have three videos on my channel about apostilles, and hopefully I can help you get started. And then Florence says, so the gold seal goes first, then the embosser goes on top. That is correct. And then you crimp it. And on the side of that, you're going to put your actual notary stamp.
So I usually use that. I forgot to say this on um, wheels, power of attorneys, um, anything trust you want to look pretty, trust documents. trust documents, something like that. But I would never use an embosser at a loan signing because I just prepared my package for tomorrow loan signing that I have. It's only 25 pages, but I wouldn't sit there and crimp 25 pages and put a gold seal. That's not necessary. And I actually had a long mod last week and the guy asked me, he said, you gonna put that seal on there? I said, oh no, it's not required. Mm -hmm. So no, I'm not sitting here doing that. My hand yeah. will hurt you guys. Even on the divorce papers and POAs, oh, divorce. Mm -hmm. divorce paper POAs, you're not gonna crimp and stamp, I mean, emboss every page. Mm -hmm. You know, just the main signature page. Right. So usually it's about two or three pages, something yeah. like that. Welcome to everyone that is joining us. There are over 70 of you guys here on a Monday night. We are so excited. So on a holiday. Yes, on a holiday. And if you want to hop on stage with us, you guys know you're welcome. I did put the link in there, okay? So let's keep going. Um, on the other side of HR says they just got their embosser in Missouri. Have to add all your commission info. Yeah, so some people, um, your state may require that you have certain information on your embosser. So ours don't. And actually, if you order from Amazon, where I usually just tell people to order their stamps, it's no big deal. They um, know what you need for each stamp. I mean, each state already. So like if I'm in Michigan, the people on Amazon, they already know what you need, your requirements. So I would just double check it and make sure. But in my state, it doesn't require too much. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it, that would also set you apart, guys. If you have an embosser, I would put that on my Google page because every right. notary does not carry an embosser. They do not even have it. And I can't tell you the number of times that I have been called. Angela has been called. They like, hey, do you have that before they even start? Do you have that that crimpy thing? Do you have that, yeah. that seal? Because that's what they want on their paper. They don't just want an ink stamp. Right. Okay. So let's move on to Melodis. Uh, she says, are we allowed to fill out the I-9 in Georgia? Do you need a different certification or notary public will do it? Yes, you can complete the I-9 in, in Georgia. Um, you can complete the I-9 in all states except California. In the state of California, you must be what's called an immigration specialist. Mm -hmm. And they have special training on immigration documents. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason why you can ask a little bit more money when completing the I-9 because it's a specialty. Everyone doesn't know how to fill it out. And, and it is a non-notorial act also. It's a non-notorial act. And usually the employer wants the person to find a notary to do the I-9. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and if the uh, person comes to you, I've had them last week ask me, she called me back, said, you forgot to put the stamp on. I said, no, a stamp is not required. So as a notary, even though you're filling out the I-9, you still need to know what, how you should fill it out and what you should and should not do because they're always going to tell the uh, person that's bringing it to you, the employee, they're most likely going to tell you where they aren't you supposed to stamp it and know you're not supposed to stamp it. Mm -hmm. And then over in Facebook, Ty is saying, I actually purchased a square stamp, but a round embosser, what I have gotten a round stamp. So the embosser only comes round. Mm -hmm. um, the notary stamp comes in a rectangular. And that's the one I actually recommend is a rectangular because it fits more documents. And during our training for the state of Tennessee, we had a Tennessee student uh, a couple of weeks ago. I found out that in Tennessee, they must have a round stamp. You're so that's why we always say refer to your handbook. That's the only state that I can think of right now that has a specificity that it has to be round. But usually the rectangular is my favorite because, like I said, it's smaller and it fits most documents. And weren't they also the ones, uh, 
Kim, that also specified color too? Yes, they're in color. They could not have black ink. Mm -hmm. It had to be a different color ink for Tennessee. It couldn't so be black or yellow. It had to be any color but black or yellow. Any color but black or yellow for the ink. So that was also interesting. So I don't know how they do that when it comes to, matter of fact, I will tell you this because I have been called actually guys to do a long signing over because the signing company required a black ink stamp and the person had blue. So how they get away with that in Tennessee, maybe they already know that they can't use that, but most signing companies want black ink. They don't want all those fancy colors. They want black, okay? And the, actually the person in Tennessee mentioned to us that the reason they wanted a different color is because black, when you copy it, just look like a copy. But when you use mm -hmm. any other color, you can see the difference. That's why mm -hmm. we always, blue is the go-to color. If your instructions on long docs don't say uh, a specific color, blue is your go-to. Okay. And then April says that her Google My Business was suspended last week. Oh, no, that's your moneymaker. Haven't heard anything back since I made the corrections, but it's Memorial Day week. Yeah, so just be patient. Give it a um, few days. Yeah, wait a few more days on that, April. Hopefully, they'll get you straightened out because you got to get your Google working. That is your moneymaker right there. And then DJS, DJS said, my embosser has all the same info as my stamp. I've never take, I've taken a uh, pencil and go over it lightly to show it. Yeah, that's oh, old school, DJS. They yeah, you don't have to days. do that. So what you need to do if you're trying to use it just to make your document look pretty is put that gold seal on it and then crimp it. Okay? So, yeah, don't use a um, pencil on there. Well, she's saying that the other people, they take the pencil and mark over it to see it. Yeah, I'm not going to recommend that. Unless your state tells you to do that, I would not recommend you just... because she's, she's saying she doesn't do it. I think she's saying the person... The other person do it. Like I've seen, okay, when I worked in a law firm, we would do that. We take the pencil and go over it and to see the crimpy, but I don't do it in the notary business. That's why I just keep saying I wouldn't recommend it unless your mm -hmm. state is telling you to do that. Or if you've seen it out there somewhere, fine. But on a as a rule, no, you put the seal and yeah. then you crimp it and still use your notary stamp. It's only oh, to make yeah. things look pretty, pretty, okay? And let's go back over here. So Jennifer says, can you ladies help me? How much should I be charging? I had an attorney ask me for my fee chart and really didn't have one put together in case she, she was so nervous. Jennifer, so again, with pricing, you got to think about what kind of documents is it? First, we're going to start with what does the state say you can charge, right? And then from what the state says, that gives you your boundaries. So we always want to stay in, in line with our state. After that, watch my four videos or five videos about pricing. I have quite a few. But the main thing you want to know about pricing is how many documents, how far do I have to go, how many people signing. Um, and why I want to know what kind of document. If it's just a school note, I'm not going to charge a, a little mother with trying to get her child enrolled in school. The same thing, I'm going to charge an attorney that's getting paid, right, for a trust package. So that's why I want to know what kind of document. Where do I have to go? Am I going to the hospital? Am I going to a nursing home? I'm not just going around the corner, right. Angela. And to add to that, you know, with the attorney asking for your fee chart, you know, you should really just tell them exactly what Kim said, that, you know, you have fees, but it depends on very varying circumstances. You know, if it's a simple power of attorney, you can give them that. But if it's other factors, like how many witnesses, how many signatures, what type of document it is, it just depends on so many different variables, how many pages it is. And you look at the whole scope of how long is it going to take me to do this appointment? 
depending on all these variables. So you, you really, you can't have a standard fee chart because it just depends so many different things it depends on. Now, unless you were working for an attorney and he tells you, hey, I want you to do all my trust packages. Right. You already know all his trust packages have five notarizations. Um, they could be 50 pages with five notarizations. You might come up with, I don't know, how far is it from your home? You still want to look at that. Is the attorney office 10 minutes from the house or is it an hour away? So when it comes to that thing with pricing, it's so hard to have a flat rate. I don't put my prices on my Google page. And um, so just come up with some ideas. You got to start working on it now. Like we said earlier, be ready so you don't have to get ready. You have a general idea of what you want to make based on whatever the transaction is. Actually, I took a job, um, the one I'm doing tomorrow, actually. And after I took it, I actually was not happy with the pricing. And I said, I'm going to go ahead and do it this time. But in the future, I'm going to ask more money for that because the gas has gone up. And this one is a little bit further than my normal travel range. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, got, I always say, try not to just nickel and dime, you know, them. But we also don't want to be nickel and dime. You mm -hmm. know, gas has gone up. That's a reality. So now when I leave my little area that I like to work in, I will be asking for more money. And it's going to be on them either yay or nay. And Jennifer, regarding that attorney asking for fee thing, if if you're trying to work out working with this attorney, then would that that's a special thing. So I would say something like, you know, because I, I had this happen to me. Somebody called me and wanted me to be, be the notary for all of their documents that they was going to have notarized. And I said, well, let's get together and talk about it. And let's work out a, 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 a price, you know, that's mutually agreeable for both of us. You know, so you can do something like that. And like. And I thought about it because Kim mentioned, you know, maybe he wants you to do a certain type of all of his documents so you can see if you can work out a mutual agreeable price and tell him that his price will be discounted a mutual since he's going to be giving you all of this work or whatever, however you're going to work it out. I think mm -hmm. that would be sufficient. I totally agree. Are you going to be sitting in his office or are you going to be going to his um, elderly clients that are immobile? So that one client might be 10 minutes from your home. And he might say, hey, can you go to do this client near an hour away? So you really got to get all the factors before you start throwing around numbers. Because one thing, and I'll tell you from experience, you don't want to take a job and then you're upset about it because it's going to show. Unfortunately, I am that person where if I'm not feeling something, it show all in my face. I'm working on that even as I age. But um, yeah, if I ain't feeling something, you will know it. So I, I want to go to the client. I want to have a good experience. I want it to start well so it can end well. But when I've taken assignments, and that's that's kind of immature, guys. So I already know that. Y'all don't have to tell me. <laughs> but I, I mean, you know who you are, right? So that's me. If I'm not happy, I'm like, everybody gonna know it. So let's move on. Very good question, though. So Valerie says she had the opportunity to market a senior home last week in between work, and um, the response was receptive. Yes. Luckily, each visit happened to be to the point to the contact person that she need to speak with, that is a blessing right there. Yeah. So when you go in, normally it's the person that opens the door, you know, normally and you can leave your cards right there with the person at the front desk. Angela is our queen bee when it comes to um, nursing homes. You want to talk about your lady real quick, Angela, in case they didn't know how you got four from, you didn't know she owned four different facilities. I was actually in the parking lot doing a, a postille for a, a man that owns a business. And, um, I saw a man in the parking lot. He was coming from a truck that had the nursing home name on it. And I was asking him, you know, where's his company? It was right across the way. 
I asked who's the person. I asked him who's the person's name I need to talk to. She wasn't there. He actually gave me her phone number. I called the lady, uh, had a nice conversation with her. She told me to go in the office, even though she wasn't there and leave my business cards and that uh, she would call me back in a couple of hours. But she actually ended up calling me right back in like 30 minutes. We had a nice 20 minute talk on the phone. And she actually said, oh, I, there are four nursing homes in the area and I'll be happy, you know, if we can get together and uh, work something out. I ended up calling her back that Monday. We worked something out. And it's not very, very lucrative. But when she has somebody, she calls me that needs a, um, a notary. And I was like, I think it was Valerie T. This past week, I happened to be to be out over in that area. And um, I just went out. I stopped by two barbershops. I went to a, another senior place and another nursing home. And like Valerie, I happened to get the person that, you know, was the point of contact person. And both was like, oh, yes, we definitely could use, you know, somebody to do this. And so I guess some people are just not going to nursing homes or maybe they don't like to go and leaving their cars because both of them was very happy that I could stop by. Oh, very good. So you never know who, who your contact, that one person, that connection you make, what door is going to open. That's why you treat every client. I always say you treat your $5 client and your $200 client equal because you don't never know who is who. You never know. So Wanda Gilmore says, or Gilmore Wanda says, do you need to have a square and a circle stamp? So I actually do have two. I have one of each. If your state allows, I always recommend having two stamps. Now, now we're talking about the regular old ink stamp, a square, a square rectangular notary stamp, and then a, a circle one. Why? Just in case one um, breaks, you might run out of ink, especially when you start doing long signing. Matter of fact, I stamped the document today. I worked today, guys. I had one client. Um, I actually worked. So anyway, that my ink stamp, though, was kind of faint. So actually, when I get off this live, I am going to refill my ink um, in that in my ink stamp. So that's why I have two. And again, you never want to be out there without your without your ink stamp, without your notary stamp, because that's your money maker. Mm -hmm. If it's broke, if you don't have it, we talked about that last week. We all always carry our bag in the car. I don't care where I go. So, yes, you can have two. check your state and make sure they allow you to have two, because some states will only allow you to have one at a time but if you can have two i always have two melata says they're in gwinnett hey and it takes the oath you can take the oath the same day yeah it's yep. a very quick process if you guys did not see the video where cameron my nephew actually started his notary journey a couple weeks ago go and watch it because it's kind of cute actually it's very inspirational and actually we're doing a follow-up video his supplies have been ordered and started coming in so we're going to do a supply video and we'll let you guys see that as he re yeah. reveals what's in his box and everything. I'm excited. So let's see. Penny says, waiting for the book. Oh. Uh, she ordered the general notary book and the Georgia book. <laughs> so let me clarify on the books really quick, guys. Okay. So the gray book is for all states. All states. But the orange book is strictly for Georgia. So the orange book um, actually, like I says, cover everything that you need to know to be a notary in the state of Georgia. But the gray one is for all states. And even if you're in Georgia, you can use this one too. So if you're just starting out purchasing though, Georgia, buy the orange. Anybody else, buy the gray. Mm -hmm. And they're going to help you grow your business, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, Tynese says, if a document is pre-filled with the client's name, should they sign the name on the document or the name on their ID? That is an excellent question. 
So when you start doing long signing or any documents, actually, always have them sign it as it is on the document, especially if it's pre-written. So like my name is Kimberly Y. Let's say Kimberly Y. Nunnally. If that's typed out, that's how I need to sign it. Mm -hmm. Now, my signature may not be strictly Kimberly, then the letter Y, then my last name, right? It might just be a but whatever it is, whatever their signature is, that's what they need to sign. So they would not want to omit the Y or say, no, I'll go by Kimmy. So I'm going to put Kimmy Nunnally. No. No. If it says Kimberly, that's what we're going to be writing. Right. They don't care about your AKA and all that. And you guys, (laughs) when it comes to loan signing, you have to be extra careful. And I, another short story, I had this experience this week and I hate to say it, I'm not being prejudiced, but especially with men, when I go to the customer's house and I say, you know, please sign your name exactly as it is written on the page. I say, I know you may sign it differently, but, you know, exactly as it on the page, if it has a middle initial, it has a junior and the woman always does right. And the man always leaves something off. And this man had, uh, his name was Curtis Y. Dixon Jr. And he just wrote Curtis Dixon. I'm like, he just didn't do right. So you have to double check to make sure that they're signing their name exactly as it is on the paper or the loan company will send it back. Yes, they will. They will definitely send it back. back. So you want to make sure they sign it exactly as they have it. If the person's name is Robert Smith and he wants to sign Bob, Mm-mm. All your friends can call you Bob, but on that paper, you need to sign Robert. And that's sometimes you have to push back and let them know. Mr. Smith, for today, just for, I know you prefer Bob, mm-hmm. but they actually wrote Robert. So if you don't mind, that's how we have to get it signed today. Or they may slow down your, your um, proceeds that's from your mom. And then they'll say, oh, no, I want to do that. Right. And then they'll sign it. And they'll say, I don't, they'll say, but I don't sign my name like that. I'm like, well, just please do it today because I'm trying to make sure your papers don't get kicked back. Yeah, they will definitely push back. That's not how I sign my name. So also, guys, because um, I had a question from someone on the side over here, um, for the coupon code is notary until the end of June. So when you go to notaryeducatorsllc.com, it'll show the regular price. But when you go to check out, just put in coupon code notary. And again, as all courses online are um, $24.50 right now, okay? And let's see. So Doc T, Doc DT says she's excited about the course, Angela. Yeah, 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 I am too. And is it just for Georgia notaries? Is what just for Georgia notaries? Can you clarify that for me? Um, the book or what time was that? Is it just for Georgia notaries? Eight nineteen. Oh, Terry said I'm breaking up a little bit. It might be this internet, and I don't know why, guys. I pay good money for my Comcast internet. I pay very good money for it. So I, I hate that. I'm sorry. I hope you all are having a good experience. I don't hear you breaking up. Okay. I hope it was just a fluke then. <laughs> Ty says she actually purchased the square. Okay. We kind of answered that one. So what can you do in a apostille? Um, Melodis, are you asking what is an apostille? You want to explain what it is right quick, Angela? What is it? So an apostille, uh, when you do an apostille for a company or a person, uh, what it is is that a company has to uh, send documents to another country but it has to be authenticated either through your clerk, the secretary of state or DC or the embassy. And so what it is, is just basically like preventing fraud because uh, in order to do business in another country or if somebody's getting married in another country, the other country has to know that these documents are authentic, true and correct. And the only way they will accept them 
if they're authenticated by one of those entities and how you decide which entity is dependent on what type of document. Usually local documents are for your local clerk or the secretary of state. Federal documents have to go to the um, D.C. So it depends on the document as to what authority has to authenticate it. And they are all for foreign countries that have to have the documents authenticated from a different state because the person either want to do business or have to prove who they are or have to prove they don't have a criminal record, have to prove the federal documents are authentic. And that's all it is. Yeah, they could be getting married outside the country. So it's other forms like you have a single person affidavit. Mm -hmm. They have to prove that, hey, I'm not married to anybody over here in the United States and trying to marry somebody over in Mexico. Right. So that's called a person affidavit. Or one I did recently, he was moving to a different country. So sometimes the country want to know, well, are you a criminal? We need an FBI, FBI check uh, to know that you're not a criminal that's coming in our country. So you have to get that off our still. Yeah. And then over in Facebook, someone says, do you get paid extra if they choose not to listen to you and the documents have to be resigned? I guess is the question. Um, well, uh, if, okay, let's say this, if I'm at a table and for some reason, the signer does not want to sign, you need to let the company know that sent mm -hmm. you out there. Don't just assume they're going to pay me and somebody else will handle it later. They are, as a matter of fact, in most instructions, it will say, Hey, if you have any problems, contact us. Mm -hmm. So you want to contact ABC signing and say, Hey, Mr. Smith refuses well, you don't want to say this in front of Mr. Smith, but you want to say, Mr. Smith uh, would like to sign Bob and his real name is Robert. Um, we would like to know how you would like to advise. And they're right. going to tell you he need to sign it the way it is. Right. But <laughs> for due diligence, go ahead and call in front of him so he can feel better about it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they're going to always push back and say no. That's why they, they wrote it up that way. If he's right. that sure or if he's that determined to have Bob, he needs to go change his name on it, you know, legally. Right. And if I was, it says Robert, he got to sign Robert. And that's what I was about to say. These are loan documents, so they want their legal name on the documents. Yes. So you can't put Bobby, Pookie, you know, Teddy Bear. No, it's got to be your real name. You said Pookie or Teddy Bear. <laughs> nah, it's got to be a real name. All right. Gina mm -hmm. says, good evening, everyone. Would you use an emboss on a quick claim deed? I would, because usually I charge a little bit more money for those. If it's just one in a document, so like Angela is removing someone's name from her deed or she's adding someone. If it's just a one page document like that, I'm already going to charge her more money because of what it is. So, yes, I probably would put a gold seal in it and emboss it and then put my regular ink stamp also always mm -hmm. just to make it look pretty. So right. she'll feel the value of what I charged her. Okay. You are so welcome, Vidal. Hey, Treats and Design. Hi, everybody. So on the other side of the HR says, as an HR professional, it's important to know that you could cause a company to be penalized for incorrectly filling out an I-9. That is so true. That's yeah. why it's so important to fill out the form correctly. You must, you cannot guess that, guys. You cannot. Um, so like the other side of um, HR is saying, when you fill out the I-9 form as the notary, they're just using you as what's called an authorized representative, right? Mm -hmm the responsibility still falls back on that company that that is the correct ID for that person is valid. So normally they will even have the employees send in a copy of what you say you used as the notary. Mm -hmm. So you can't be out there fudging numbers and I mean, fudging documents and say you saw this and they actually send something different, then that's not going to look good. So whatever they present to you, mm -hmm. normally the company will say, Hey, send us a copy of that. 
you know, the, the employee has to send the copy, not you as the notary. Angela. I'm glad she brought that up because, and we've talked about this on our live in the past. You should never use a ID that's on a phone, a picture on a phone. And that's, that's true for everything, but especially with I-9 because really it's the government's way of knowing that this person is legally working in the United States or working on their job and not uh, illegal. So uh, that's a good point that she brought up about the yeah. I-9. Excellent point. Excellent. Excellent. Let's see. Facebook really quick says, do I have an example? Do you have an example of background check documents that need to notarize or do you know where I can get this document? Um, can't they just Google it, Angela? What is it called? The FBI background, FBI check, background check? check. So just Google FBI background check so you can look at it and become familiar with it. Okay. And, and then really, Ryan, I'll oh, go ahead, Angela. I'll just saying, and really when you think about it, Kim, the FBI background check, uh, you don't really do anything with that or fill it out. When they bring it to you, everything is already filled out. Do you, do you notarize it? Because I haven't actually done one. No, you know, because so what it is, um, I don't want to get it mixed up with the other document. No, you don't notarize it. Do I still have that? No, you don't notarize it because the FBI has done everything that uh, they need to do. And you are actually... Um, just facilitating at this facilitating, point. Facilitating the apostille for that document. Okay, that's kind of what I thought, but I have not actually processed. Yeah, one. that's right. You're just facilitating it because okay. the other. I'm I'm getting it mixed up with the um, the police report. Remember the police report thing that had to be notarized. Yeah, yeah. Had, so the FBI the FBI background check. You know, is a document that you don't do. That is everything's already filled out, and it has the um, seal for the uh, document. So you don't do anything with that. So now to totally confuse y'all what Angela was talking about. Um, <laughs> so the FBI one is already complete. You don't have to do anything with it. You're just a facilitator. Give me the document. I'm going to send it up to Washington, get paid, and give it back to the client, right? Mm -hmm. The one that I had Angela was referring to, I had a police report from my local police station that the client had to have a document notarized saying that the police report was authentic. Mm -hmm. It was a certified a copy they had to say that it was a copy of the original i notarized mm -hmm. that then we had an apostille to send over to dominican republic right so the apostille process guys is not complicated but it's very detailed you have to know it's what you're doing you must know what you're doing do not put that on your page and you cannot do it because even it's with the police report there's a special notary thing that you have to download off the website to use you can't use the regular notary certificate that was in our state. So each state, again, you have to push back to what is your state. This is a good teaching moment for everybody. Whatever state you're in, go to your secretary of state or wherever they do apostilles. All you have to do is type in your state. So put in North Carolina apostille, Washington apostille, South Carolina apostille. And it's going to tell you what your state process is. They're all pretty similar. Mm -hmm. They're all pretty similar, but you do need to know what your state is because some states don't allow you to use a FedEx envelope. Right. Some states only let you pay online for the envelope. I mean, for the um, processing. Some states want a cashier's check. So it just depends. That's so state specific. But right. The overall process is really simple once you get the hang of it. Okay. It's several levels to it. So that's why we waiting on Angela because I usually tend to do just the basics in my state, but there's several levels to apostille. Okay. And I do have three videos about that and they're very, very detailed. So I'm sure that will help you at least figure out what it is if that didn't clear it up for you tonight. Okay. 
Hey, Brian. So Brian says, is it okay to have both ink stamps around in a rectangular? Yeah, we kind of talked about that. So yeah, I would have both if your state allows it. Again, because you don't want to run out of ink, your stamp could break. It may not fit the document. And those round ones tend to be pretty big. I have a round one, but I like my rectangular one because it fits just about every document. Mm -hmm. Let's look at Facebook really quick. So Facebook says, when ordering the embosser, should it keep it simple? Yep. Anything you do, keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Siobhan has a good question. How do you go about choosing your business name? So... Uh, you want to answer that, Angela? I mean, I'm I'm going to answer the uh, easy way. You want something that's that's simple, of course, that has mobile notary in it. But you want to have with me. I wanted my name, my initial, something to be a part of my name. And since my name start with the A, I just figured it's easy to go to the top with the A. But you want something that's uh, going to be related to notary. You don't want. I love when Kim used this example. <laughs> You don't want to say sexy, sassy notaries. I mean, sexy, sassy services are without a notary in it because nobody knows what that is. You want something that's going to pertain to your business. Like I have a, another business. Uh, it is more like um, when I did before, I did virtual assistant. I did, uh, I worked for attorneys on the side. I worked for, uh, what are those people called? Uh, claims adjusters. And it was AJ Executive Services. So my business name was related to really what I did. I provided executive services for attorneys and other people in that realm. So AJ Mobile Notary and Apostille Services has to do with that. So you want to make it fit your business that you the actual business that you're doing, if that makes sense. And then for mine, my last name is none, at least I did a spinoff. I always use like none better, N-U-N-N. So, and then again, mobile notary services and Apostille. So always put mobile notary services if you can get that in there if you did not create your name like that initially it's okay um just make sure on your google page you add mobile notary to the title so you might already have your llc that's fine but just when you go on google make sure you add like a little fluffy word those little keywords in there um mobile notary services so yeah like angela said my favorite is sexy sassy classy well what is that <laughs> it sounds cute but when i go to google it what is it and People if, need to know what you're doing. And who if you're fortunate, you? if you're fortunate like Kim, who has a name that works great for her service because none's better than hers, no other service is better, so she can use none better. So if you have a name that fits something like that, then that's great. Mm-hmm. Try to right. something relevant. Yeah, yeah. and you want to uh, you want to love your name, so don't just pick it and mm-hmm. put mobile notary in there because when you mm-hmm. say it, you want to represent it. So I love saying none better, you know. And I love my name. Yeah. <laughs> Angela is all about Angela, y'all. So I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, y'all. So let's keep it moving. So Doc DT says, do you cover how much I can charge in Georgia to do the I-9 and fingerprinting in the courses? Yes, I do. I And again, I can tell you right here also. So like I mentioned earlier, for my I-9 and fingerprinting, I usually just use what my travel fee would be. How far do I have to go there? Because again, your actual expenses of the items that you need to complete the I-9, the employee will usually have it, the documents themselves. I actually print blank ones and have them prepared in case I mess it up or in case they mess it up. I go right to the uh, website and um, for I-9s, Google I-9s, because I can't remember right this second. It's a USIC, something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, print some blank ones and have those on hand in case they mess up, Okay. Yeah. So I do cover that in the course. On the other side of HR, since she took my fingerprinting course, 
very simplified. Everything was well. And she thought it was more complicated, honestly. It's not complicated. You just need to know what you're doing. You need to know what you're doing. So like I always say, I have a free video. I give you enough in there, but I really think to be a pro. See, anything I do, I don't want to just willy-nilly, like I said earlier. I'm going to be a pro about it. That's why I love that expression. I notarize like a pro. I love that. Because I want to be the expert in the room. I don't want to mm -hmm. think. So when I give you the courses, I give you everything in the course. Mm -hmm. everything. You don't walk away, like she said, um, on the other side of HR. Mm -hmm. It's very well written, you know. Mm -hmm. So, Kim, I want to go back yeah. to Doc, Doc DT. He said same for the upcoming apostille courses to expedite. Uh, and both of us, Kim and I, both when when somebody bringing a apostille to us, you know, for me, if it's before twelve o'clock, I'm gonna do it. This I'm gonna process it the same day. Within twenty four hours, I always po uh, process all of my apostilles. Kim's pretty much does the same. But when it comes to expediting. Uh, fortunately, we live close where we can drop it off. We live in Atlanta. We live close to where the apostilles are done, uh, the clerks and the secretary of state. So we're very fortunate. Uh, but as far as the uh, expediting, you're going to always include that in your price. And I always tell my uh, client, I just had one that went to D.C. and came back. I charged them for the apostille services and for the local ones. And I told him an estimated price, uh, what the uh, UPS, the cost to process it in Washington. I gave him an estimated price, which, which was an additional $100. But I didn't charge extra for it. I just charged him the cost for it to send it there and back. I had already charged him to do the apostille in my original fee. So I wasn't going to charge him more because mm -hmm. he wanted to expedite it. I just charged him the expedited price for the UPS and for the cost of the document, which was like an extra $106. Now you could charge that if you want to, and if you have to do something special right. to get it expedited, that is another fee, because we do need to look right. for ways that we can increase our fees. We really but, do. But he had already paid me a lot of money, so. Yeah, so Angela already got him. Once she already, she already priced this up. I'm not going to keep stacking it up, so. She's good. So we do want to be fair. You guys know I always say that also. So let's go over to Facebook. And guys, I always forget to say, can you please um like, subscribe, and share? I never I never ask you guys to do that. But, but like the live for me. I never ask, but if you don't mind, like it for me. So let's go to Facebook right quick. So Ty says, is it absolutely absolutely necessary to do an LLC? It is not absolutely necessary. Now, some people will tell you don't start doing anything till you have an LLC. I disagree with that. Why? Because you might get out there and stamp two or three papers and say, you know what? I don't want to do this. And you've invested hundreds of dollars into trying to start this LLC. I usually recommend around a month three or four. By then, you kind of got a good grasp on the business. If this is something you want to do, then you can get your LLC. But until that point, I don't really recommend just spending all this money, business credit, all this extra stuff until you know mm -hmm. you want to do this business. Because some people do start it and say, you know what, this is not what I thought it was. Or you might start it and love it. Mm -hmm. So after about the three-month mark, 90 days, I would say go ahead and get your LLC. But it's not necessary to start. It is not. And again, that's an additional expense that you may not want to even do the business. So mm -hmm. let's go to Melodis. Again, she says that the notarial block will always be at the end of the document. 99% of the time is at the very end of the document. Yes. So will the page where the notarial act is the name of the notarial act you need to perform? Nope. 
So what's, what'll happen is that sounds like you might need a little training, Melodis. So check out my Notarize Like a Pro course. That's going to teach you how to notarize. That's on sale for $24.50. It's like you and I in a room and I teach you how to notarize documents. So to answer your question, though, there's only two notarial acts. Normally, you'll be performing an acknowledgement or a jurat. Those words will not be, a jurat will never be in the in the um, notarial wording. It will never be there. You will know it's a jurat because it says sworn and subscribed or something like that, but you will never see the word jurat. So you just need to know what it is. So it sounds like you might need a little training. So feel free to check out that course or notaryeducatorsllc.com and we'll be more than happy to help you get the proper training, okay? Again, we don't want to go out there guessing, you know. Oh, I think I'll just sign my name here. Mm -mm. Mm. I think I'll just stamp there. No. Okay? It'll be our pleasure to assist you with your with your journey. So April says, as far as pricing, I'm seeing more people adding fuel surcharges to their fees. So what's your thoughts on that, Angela? I don't add fuel surcharges to my fees. I just... When I charge, all of that is inclusive. All of that is included. Uh, when I some, when somebody calls me and says, how much do you charge for this? I'll give you one price. Now, as far as the loan signing piece, um, I'm very fortunate that when I get called for a loan signing and I give them my price, they always accept it. And I again, I include that in that total price. So, But if you are comfortable and if the person is more agreeable to accepting the price and then uh, you adding a fuel surcharge and it fit and it works, then I would say go for it. Right. Because gas is high. Yeah. And I also do not add a fuel charge. Now I did say earlier when I go out of my normal travel range in the future, I'm going to request more from my loan signing directs. I am going to, um, but on the norm, my normal client, like right in this area where I live at, I won't be charging them that no more. Mm -hmm. I won't. Now I did charge the guy that came to me today, $5 extra. It just rolled off my tongue. I forgot it was the holiday. So I should have charged a surcharge, right? But I, I don't. And the reason, another thing with that, April, I don't like to frighten my client and say things like surcharge, additional fee, credit card processing fee. We had someone on last week and they said they do charge the fee for processing of the credit cards and they oh, get yeah. it from their client. Love it. But for me and my business plan, I don't like to say a whole lot of extra. I like to give them one flat rate. And even if I was going to do it, April, I wouldn't tell the client. I wouldn't say you're paying a surcharge. I would just go ahead and increase my price. So if I'm regularly, regularly charging 50 and now I decide, you know what? Gas is killing me. I'm going to charge 60. I'm just going to charge 60. I'm not going to tell the client I'm making you pay a surcharge because gas costs mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you did decide you want to go up. So Brian says, good evening. Um, He was talking about. Kimmy mentioned in past chats about the I-9 and postilles are not notorial acts. So just see in the area where other people are charging and go by that. Yeah, that's correct, Brian. It is not a um, notorial act. So again, you just want to kind of base on how long it's going to take you to get there. You know, I usually say you can start at like $45 plus, depending on your area. You know, if you're in a more um, affluent area, you might charge more. If you're in a um, rural area where you got to drive far, you still might charge more, you know? Mm -hmm. So you got to just kind of look at all the, you know, what the, what the market will bear. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's go over to Facebook really quick because I saw a couple of things. Um, Ty, oh, enjoyed the live. It was our pleasure. Um, Tarsha said, make sure that when you're doing a, a giraffe, you always give the oath. That is correct. And then Siobhan says, can you put more than one course in the cart or do you have to pay each one separately? 
unfortunately, yeah, I think you have to pay for each course separately. Oh, I yeah. tried to go in there and do something where you can do like all of them if you wanted it or whatever. I couldn't figure it out, guys. I'm not that tech savvy. <laughs> But be patient. It's the, it's the buying process is really quick. So, but um, yeah, each course is still twenty four fifty to the end of June. Okay. Mm -hmm. And TJS says, Angela, how come lawyers don't notarize their own documents? That's a good question. Well, technically, lawyers do have um, secretaries in their law firm that notarize documents, but if they have to, may have a client that can't come to the office, or maybe they have clients that are older or maybe their clients don't want to come to the office, then they will call you to notarize their documents. Or it could be an out of town person. I just recently had a lawyer call me from out of town and say, you know, can you go and do this? So the other piece of that is that some lawyers deal with mortgages and if they need you to go and be a witness or to notarize loan papers then they'll call you and say, I need a person for this. And I just had that done recently or have that done sometimes. I mean, requested sometimes. So there are a number of reasons why a lawyer may not be able to have their documents notarized because the person is not physically in their office and the lawyer may be out of town or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's sometimes a conflict of interest, right? If they prepare certain docs, they probably shouldn't be the attorney and notarizing and they all that, right? That. They can do that. They can? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very good. But attorneys, certain attorneys don't do that. Only I will tell you this: mostly, only attorneys that work in estate planning and mortgages are really uh, notaries. On the norm, attorneys usually are not notaries. Okay, very good. Um, then we have Melodis again says, "Well, how do you deal with the IRS when you start earning money for, from your notary business?" That's an excellent question. So, how I keep up with everything that I make, guys? I use Notary Gadget. Um, if you go to Notary Educators LLC, I do have my link there. Um, I do get a little commission, like $2 if you sign up. But I love Notary Gadget, not because I'm an affiliate with them, but it's the best way to keep up with your money. I'm going to let Angela talk to that. I wish Alexis was here because it changed her life, literally. Yeah. She went from trying to keep everything. And so, Angela, tell them about Notary Gadget. Last year, tax time, I was like in a mess. Because even though I keep a spreadsheet, I still had to go through my bank statements, go through my credit card statements. And then we had the business and Kim wanted me to do this. And I'm like, I was ignoring her. And because I had to get these taxes done and I had to have everything ready for my tax accountant. And it was just a, it was just it could have been worse, but it was just too too much work. And so this year I'm using Notary Gadget and it's much easier. All I got to do oh, now. Angela. You froze on it, Angela. Oh, this year I started using Notary Gadget. And all I'm going to have to do is hit a button and print and not worry about nothing. It categorizes everything. Everything is there. You put it in when you do it, and it's amazing. Yeah, it really is. And um, actually, so I do my notary gadget for my fingerprinting. I have one entry for that. You can title it whatever you want. Then I have another one for my I-9. So at the end of the year, I can actually see how many ink fingerprinting jobs that I have. How many I-9 jobs did I have? So check out, um, they give you 14 signings or 14 entries for free. So again, go to Notary Educators LLC and you'll see Notary Gadget there. Just click it and you can start playing around with it. Because you do eventually, that's why you do eventually want to have all your ducks in a row. And that's why I have that course, Build Your Notary Business. That's also $24.50. And that one, I take you step by step 
how to build your business, why you need an LLC, why you need a business banking account, why you need to keep everything separate. So that course is on sale for $24.50 also. And um, that way, how to name your business, how to market your business. I go over everything in that particular course, how to, how to you know, get everything set up for you. Because eventually, as you continue to grow, you do not want to owe the IRS because you don't know where everything is. You might be missing deductions that you could take. Mm-hmm. The other thing about Notary Gadget, it actually tells you how much you make on each job. Because people often say, well, the printing costs all $100. I need to charge $200 just to make money. No, Notary Gadget will tell you how much in mileage you made, how much ink, and I mean, not ink, but how much paper, how much the total cost of a job. So I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's keep it moving. Let's see, we'll do a few more here. Let's see, how do you do? Okay, we did that one. We did a business name. Mm-hmm. Business cards, yes, ASAP. That's mm-hmm. the best way to market your business is cards i order mine now by like almost the 1500 at a time because i'm passing them out to everybody i give them i mean literally everybody oh linda is amazing she's talking about oh my god i appreciate all your courses 100 percent satisfied thank you linda i appreciate it you guys know how i do though i give you my all and everything we all do we all do where am i at angela oh because i think i'm missing somebody oh business name um half off hello i received an answer about half off tammy are you able to watch it more than one time yes general davis you own the course Uh uh-huh we talked about picking the name you own the course once you buy it it's not like 90 days and it expires or anything oh angela brian says i knew i was skipping a few brian says can you talk about north carolina charging a travel fee and the llc part can you read that at 842 Oh, yeah, so that 842. Mm-hmm. Um, North Carolina cannot charge a travel fee. I know that for right. sure. Right. So we talked about it a little bit. So, yes, uh, he says uh, we talked about North Carolina charging a travel fee. And you are right. Only if you have a company LLC and they write it out fee for the notary transaction in the company's name, not my personal name. So he's just confirming that when I was saying last week that uh, you can charge a travel fee only if you're a company and it has to be billed to the company as the LLC. So thanks for double checking that, Brian. So, you know, people now that are in North Carolina, if you want to charge a travel fee, you got to get an LLC and charge it to the business name as the, the transaction to the company. So that's your way of getting around not being able to charge a travel oh, fee. Oh, so that is a way around it. Yeah, I, yeah. Angela just changed some lives, guys. I don't know if y'all heard that. Can you repeat that one more time? Because I know we talked about it last week. Can you talk about it one more time? So in North Carolina, notaries cannot charge a travel fee unless you have a company. You have to have an LLC. And when you charge the travel fee, it has to be charged directly to the company in the company's name. So you have to write the transaction in the company's name. So that's your way of being able to charge a travel fee for notaries. So notaries in North Carolina, you can make money, but you have to do it through the business. All right, North Carolina, y'all heard thank it first. Brian for, thank you, Brian, for confirming that, too. Thank you, Brian. Yes, welcome. And Brian just joined the group, too. So that's the kind of thing that we love over notary educators. Each one teach one, okay? As you learn something, drop it in chat, drop it in Facebook. That's why you guys hear me pushing back all day, especially the more and more we grow, mm-hmm. is drop your question in Facebook because we want other people to learn and grow together. You, Somebody else got the same question that you have. I'm so excited about that because we've had a 
couple of students in North Carolina. And no doubt Brian must be excited because now he knows how to charge, you know, the fee by having an LLC. Yes, very good. So let's hit some more right quick. So we got um, the business cards. We talked about that. Yes, get your business cards. I get mine right on Vistaprint. And like I said before, I order them like now about 1500 just to get started, get you 100 on your business card. I have a video on that. Check it out. You want to have your picture, your services listed. Um, watch that on my YouTube channel. And if you have not already, guys, like this video and subscribe mm -hmm. if you're not a subscriber, please. All right, let's see here. Um, oh, the great book. Thank you. They said they like the great book. The coupon code is notary till the end of June, guys. Do you get paid extra? Okay, we already did that one. Angela said my brother didn't realize his full name was John Winsworth Hurt <laughs> Jr. until he got married. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we're so used to nicknames, right? Everybody right. got a nickname. So let's see. And Brian says, um, okay, we talked about that one. How do you go about choosing your name? We did that. We did that. No we did all these Facebook. Danielle, I had a customer for fingerprinting wanted a background check. I told her I didn't do background checks. Did I mess up my money? Nope. If you don't do background checks, you don't do background checks. Now, I don't do background checks it either, means. so I don't know anything about that. But, Danielle, find out if there's something we can add and then come back next week and let us know. Or drop it in the Facebook group. Because I'm just curious. I don't do any background checks. But that doesn't mean we can't do it. Maybe. I don't know. I have to do some homework on that. Um, Let's see. Savila says, do you ladies... Use a virtual mailing address or your home address. Home address. I use my home. I use my home address. Yeah, I do. I don't have a virtual mailbox. It just keeps my life simple. And I do allow clients to come here by appointment only. So don't roll mm -hmm. up to my house and you don't have no appointment. Because I have I them on standby. I have had them roll up before, though. They have once or twice. I remember one day, me and my mom, we were sitting outside when, when she was living of course, you know, when she was living and we was outside and somebody rolled down the street and he came in the cul-de-sac, he turned around and then he says, um, I'm looking for the notary. I said, what? <laughs> I was thinking to myself, the notary? I said, well, I'm the notary. So he came up and we did his thing. I said, well, normally by appointment, I make sure they know that because I don't want people just pulling up in my home, you know? You want to feel safe where you live at. And I don't recommend everybody have people come to their home. A lot of times my husband is here. He serves as a witness and he's also a notary. But on the norm, yeah, you want, I put um, by appointment only. And then Linda says, finally made it to a live. Yes, her general notary work is going strong. Yay, Linda. Yes, Linda. We are so happy for you. Yes. Yes. Linda, let us know if you ever want to come on live and talk about your journey, because I know we've been a part of that, and it's been our pleasure. Okay. Shannon B. says, just ordered the fingerprinting course and plan on taking I-9 training already. Um, Can't wait. Yes, and waiting on our postel. Thank you, Shannon. We appreciate all your support. All your support. Yes, we do. And we know that people are growing their businesses out there, and that's why we yeah. keep doing what we do. Yeah. People often ask us, how do you guys make money? How y'all make money? And y'all give away so much information. You know what? Because part of it for real is we just enjoy helping you guys. We love being notaries and we want you to be great notaries. We want your business to grow. And then guess what? We still work. <laughs> so we're working and teaching at the same time. And when we have people like Linda who says their notary business is going strong and they're happy and they appreciate the courses mm -hmm. and they're 100% satisfied, that makes us happy. 
Yep. And Joanne says, what's the price of the fingerprinting class? Um, all the courses online right now are $24.50. And Melody says she took the notarized like a pro and can highly recommend it. It's really simple. Need to confess she's scared to start the business after the course, but everything seems so easy. It is. Just get out there and get started. We got to get out there. Get in the Facebook group. If you get stuck, one of us are always in that group um, checking things out. Angela, do you get paid for apostilles before or after you do the documents? Questions. Every, Facebook. every single dime before. <laughs> every single dime before. So we've had that conversation, Angela and myself, actually. So sometimes, guys, I have taken half payment and let them pay the other half. When I first started, when I first started doing apostilles, because I charge so much and, you know, we, that's such a big ticket. I didn't know if they would really trust me to say, I'm going to give you all this money and you haven't produced anything, right? So when I first started doing apostilles, I would say you only have to give me half. But now I get all my money like Angela. But I was nervous about my own skill set. So I said, well, in case something go wrong, at least I got enough to cover my FedEx package. Well, I, I, once, once I confidently explain the process and the importance of all of what goes on, they have confidence that I know what I'm doing and it's this important process that has to go on so they feel comfortable paying me and I accept. Right. So now I do too because I'm a, I'm a pro and most part of the apostille, the easy part of it, let me say that. <laughs> so I do feel comfortable in asking for my money. Over on Facebook really quick, Cynthia says, what suggestions do you have for your business phone number? So I actually did a business video um, phone um, video. So check it out on YouTube. But if I had it to do over again, guys, I really recommend getting a separate line for your notary business. Like Google Voice is what I use for my notary educators now. But if I had it to do over, I would use that because when, it, when the phone rings, you want to know who's calling, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't always know. If you have if you don't have all your contacts saved so is it a client or you know so that's why i recommend going ahead and get um separate number now i do recommend that i did not when i first started but now i do you have any thoughts on that angela same thing all right so we are going to start wrapping up guys so let's see Sevilla says this will be our last one i think I've heard that the opening of LLC, the banks don't like to see your home address for your business. No, that's not true. I have several LLCs and my home address is on all of them. They don't know it's your home address because they just type it in. They've never asked me, is this a brick and mortar or is it your home address? Have mm -hmm. you had that experience, Angela? Never. No, I have not either. So again, we want to thank you guys for being Can here. Can I answer one question? Because it's kind yeah. of funny. Angela, yeah. Stuckey, Angela Stuckey says, is it okay to market to neighboring states? The answer is no, if you're not doing business in your neighboring state. Only if you're doing business in the neighboring state can you stamp, but you cannot stamp Georgia and Tennessee and Tennessee and Georgia. You, you have, have to be a dual commission. You, you have, have to be a dual commission. commission notary. So that means you have a notary stamp for North Carolina and you have a North, uh, uh, notary stamp for Georgia. But you cannot cross and mix them. You can only stamp in the state where you're where you've been commissioned. So I can only stamp in the state of Georgia, even if I was up across the South Carolina line. I cannot be a notary over there. I'm only a notary for one state yeah. at a time. And you guys can uh, contact us through notaryeducatorsllc.com. Click the contact me button. Let us know what you need. Leave your phone number. 
and we'll give you a call back. Uh, yeah, within 24 hours. Angela, we did not discuss it, but since we are limited on our Saturdays this month, do we want to offer the one-on-one -on -one courses again for the 149? Yeah. Okay, because we didn't actually discuss that, so I hate to put you on the spot. It's okay. <laughs> but since we're live, so guys, normally we have two basic classes every month, the um, notary basic classes, but since we are not offering them on Saturdays this month, um, I actually had another death in the family, guys. I didn't know if I was going to talk about it or not, but I think I will right quick. So um, my husband actually lost his dad last Thursday. So because of that, our Saturdays are going to be kind of crazy. Um, so please include Jeffrey and his family in your thoughts and prayers. Um, so we've been through a lot. You guys already know that this has been just a crazy time for us the last few years. But um, so we won't be doing any Saturday classes. Um, this month, so we will offer one-on-one -on -one training for the 149 that we normally would charge for the class price. Um, that will be good for the month of June, because again, our schedules in June are really tight with um, everything that's going on. So um, I'll, I'll update the website tonight. Right now it says 179, but again, it'll be 149. Thank you guys so much for your condolences, and I'll mm -hmm. let Jeffrey know he's watching. I hope so. Yep, just pray for us, guys. It's been a lot. Yep. But um, that's all I got for you. Angela, anything else? That's it. So we thank you guys so much for coming on the holiday, too. Yeah. Oh, yes. Please be safe out there. Enjoy your families. Give everybody a big hug tonight. And if I keep talking, I'm going to start crying, y'all. Well, she's going to be quiet. And we're going to say goodbye for now. And thank you guys so much. Bye, everybody. Good night. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening to the Notary Life with Kimmy podcast. We would love to be a part of your notary journey. Please visit us at notaryeducatorsllc.com for all of your notary training needs. Also, please feel free to join the Notary Life with Kimmy YouTube channel, where Kimmy has over 400 videos that will help you to grow and build a successful notary business. Until the next episode, we wish you much success on your journey. Bye.